0: Welcome to the thirty-fifth episode of Sawdust Nation podcast with a very special guest, Keith from Another Woodshop podcast. Well, actually, I, I lie because Keith apparently got fired, so um, we picked his backup, Pete from Petrie's Workshop, and then we got our hosts of the Sawdust Nation podcast, Nick over at MPG Creations, Josh over at North Country Woodworking, and myself, AJ from Crafted and NJ. So, with that wonderful intro. We got another special thing to talk about. Nick, you
1: want to talk about our sponsors? Sponsors. That's right. That's right. So check it out, folks. If you are in the market for a laser for your CNC, check out JTEC Photonics. Jay over there at JTEC Photonics is outstanding with the customer service. And I'll explain a little bit later in the podcast of something he did for me this week. that was amazing. But anyway, they make lasers for all spectrums of cnc machines all the way from the hobbyist all the way up to the professional CNCs. so please give them a shout out give them a look on instagram and hit up their website www.jtechphotonics.com and next up let's get in the boat the total boat they make the best epoxy on the market i'm serious they do and they, they have this thing called Halcyon. And I just, I just used it for the first time a few days ago when I was over at Josh's house. Let me tell you, the Halcyon is a go-to now for me. I just ordered a bunch of it. I just got a new sprayer. I'm going to start spraying it every time I, I clear coat something. So it leaves a beautiful finish and uh, you can't go wrong with the Halcyon. But uh, all of their other products are uh, grade A. Give them a, a look at. On www.totalboat.com And lastly, but not Leastly, we've got Sticker Beat Stickers that last But don't come unstuck So, I mean, of course, unless you want to take Them off, then they come unstuck But they don't leave a residue Uh, This has been proven over and over again Up here in this New Jersey weather Uh, The Sawdust Nation podcast Uses these stickers every day So, just be advised Go ahead and check them out Uh, www.stickerbeat.com also, for 20% off, go ahead and use promo code SAWDUSTNATION, all small letters. Now, that's it for sponsors, but the world wants to know, Pete, what's going on in your shop?
2: Well, I'm glad you asked, because it's actually not much. <laughs> this was a uh, this was a slow week coming off a couple of busy, busy weeks in a shop. I, I kept the ball rolling from the holidays with commissions, and um, I would just want to take a break. <laughs> so once I finally got caught up and knocked out a bunch of the projects that I needed to do, I just, uh, dialed it back. I cleaned a shop, I organized and, you know, just started planning a little bit for what the next couple of things that I'm going to be working on. But I did last week was cool. I knocked out a cool epoxy sign. I've never worked with wooden epoxy to a high shine. Yeah, yeah. I've always kind of just kind of gotten it, you know, like, it's epoxy <laughs> and wood and it looks good with a finish on but uh played around with some new finishing products so that was pretty cool and i have been buried in my computer on fusion because i've just been designing a whole bunch of junk that i'm <laughs> gonna spit out on my printers because uh, i i don't go outside i don't play outside <laughs> i play indoors a lot <laughs> you play outside when it's uh, snowing out I play outside when it snows. Yeah. I, but then, you know, because no, none of the other kids are out. So it's safe for me. <laughs> Nobody bullies me.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I guess I'll throw it to someone else.
2: AJ, what about you?
0: What's going on with you? Uh, you know, same old, same old. It sounds like I'm a broken record, but, you know, you got a ton of stuff going on. Got that four foot flag that um has been a Yo. thorn in my side. I got that thing. That it, was beautiful. it. it 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 came out nicer than I expected it to because I really thought it was just going to fall to a thousand pieces and then I uh, just ship the guy that and that's it. <laughs> just package it up real nice and send it to him.
1: It's a puzzle. But,
2: um, <laughs> yeah. It, oh, by did the you way, ever work out a stabilizing solution for the
1: hopes the and board
0: you're dreams? Carving? Hopes, <laughs> hopes and time. dreams
2: that it doesn't doesn't bend on you.
0: I you know that four footer. Um, I showed Josh a couple things and like you saw pete because i sent you a couple videos Mm. they they bow after i carve them because i guess just after releasing its tension it wants to cup on me so what i do to flatten it back out is i take a electric hand Mm. plane plane it down and it stays it stays nice and flat i'll seal it up and um you know top bottom sides everything this one this four footer was cupped i planed it and then it cupped the opposite way on me, so the back has a, a a curve in it, but not the way it was. I'm like, you really got it. And the guy's flush mounting it to a cabinet. Apparently got that double cup. So hopefully it's okay. But um, yeah that that four footer was a real thorn. And um, I for for the first time I used that Aberneth Ace for the Mercosander. and that stuff hogs material away. I used a hundred grit. Oh yeah. Whew. The Ace HD. Yeah, it was some good stuff. So that, that definitely helped out because I actually forgot to add a stripe to a flag, you know, 13 stripes. I had 12 and it's a special flag at that point. So I had to glue up after the fact, another stripe, and then it wasn't carved out, but that Ace really took it down real nice. You'd actually never know it was even there, which is pretty nice. Um, other than that, got a ton of other work. Um, I don't know. It's just the same old, same old flags. I got more orders for flags. They're just coming in uh, left and right, and as I would say, they're coming out of the <laughs> woodworks, as everybody would say. But um, yeah. you know, that's oh, what you yeah. would say. It is what I would say. But um, got a few signs that I got to do, and a bench that I'm putting off because it's too big of a build for me, and uh, I'm just trying to make it disappear without me actually building it. But um, you know, if you think if you don't think about it long enough, they just magically go away. That's what I heard. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, Nick, <clears throat> I got to know, what is going
1: on in Josh's shop? I'm not sure if that was directed at me or Josh, but I'll go ahead and take it.
2: No, I want you to describe what happens. Oh, you, were you, you, you were there. Right? there. You guys followed I follow was there. I was there this <laughs> week.
1: Uh, I stopped over at Josh's shop. That's right. You guys did the live. He, Way to uh, go, AJ. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of works. Because that was one of the the, the key things in, that that I was going to talk about was uh, I had a sign I made and I didn't want to rattle can it. It was just so big that if I would have rattle can it, it would come out looking like trash. So I took it over to Josh's house and he got out the home right sprayer with uh, with some hail on and we sprayed it down. And after that, I was I'm a believer now. So immediately that day, I ordered a home right sprayer <laughs> and uh and some Halcyon. So I I have both just came in today and I'm ready to rock and roll. But um next uh I was going to go laser something the other day with my JTEC Photonic 7.0. Um, and sorry shameless plug. Anyway, I was uh getting ready to get it all set up. I had the the uh image set up in LightBurn and I go to mount the laser and I was like, "Oh man, I upgraded my X-carve so now the laser mount doesn't work oh, so yeah <laughs> so i'm over here holding the laser trying to carve out no i'm just playing i wasn't holding the laser while i was <laughs> anyway so i emailed jay and uh he got back with me like super fast saying like hey man uh i have this other mount i'll send it to you let me know if it works with your current configuration which it didn't and i'm um, You know, I emailed him back and he's going to actually custom make a mount and then he's going to market it for the rest of the users who bought the TBD CNC upgrade. So that's the kind of customer service that that JTEC provides that I always tout. Just because, I mean, how many other companies would go into depth with one customer about, you know, my mount doesn't fit. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) anyway, (laughs) anyway, uh, other than that. I got a cool package from Total Boat today. Uh, I already put it on the Instagram. They hooked me up big time. I got to give a shout out to them. Outstanding. Um, got some cool gear. I'm wearing the hat right now. But uh, other than that, uh, my, my household goods are getting picked up next week. So my days are numbered here, folks. Anyway, that's all I got going on in my shop. Uh, what about Josh? What's going on in your shop?
3: Well, you know, like always, we're finishing projects and getting 10 more as we finish one. Um, we dropped off the – What's your own fault? <laughs> hey, it's nothing wrong with it.
2: You never say no. <laughs>
3: well, yeah, that is, that is true. Um, so the kitchen helper has actually made it to its home, which is uh, being used and uh, – Yeah. And uh, what else? The coin holder was picked up as well and that was been given as a gift. Um the flag I carved, it will be picked up tomorrow, and then the mallet should be engraved and sent out Monday. So, it frees up the shop for the two big projects I'll be working on. I'll be doing a table and uh, the wine cabinet, finally. That way, I can get those two out, and after those, I have, like, five shelves I got to make, floating shelves. That's it right now, I think. I'll have to check the queue, mm. but uh, those are the big ones coming up uh, for this week. Obviously, you guys saw Nick and I try to do, like, ten different lives in one day. Um, (laughs) it worked out really well. Um, we had, you know, some special guests, we had a lot of interaction that was really nice. Um, I did a live with, uh, the creative grain. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was really nice. it was the first live he did with someone else. I'm used to doing lives with these knuckleheads here. And, uh, it it was, (laughs) it was different doing it with someone, you know, (laughs) all the way up in uh, California and whatnot. But, uh, It opens up some prospects, you know, to do for other people and, uh, you know, maybe do a Saturday, Sunday talk shop with different makers from around the community. Um, Not that we're not doing that today here, but uh, in a different aspect. Um, But, yeah, that's about it. That's what's going on in my shop. With that, we do have a question from Wooden Whiskers. So, I'm going to pull that up here real quick and stalling for effect as well.
1: Good old
0: Wooden Whiskers. (laughs) (coughs) and one second come on (laughs) nice job Stalin. come on
2: (laughs) this is where you guys should step in and like make a a joke this oh is this where i make the ash
3: joke (laughs) hey nick aj and josh tyler isaacs here wooden whiskers training co so i was curious question for the pod this week How often do you guys design before you start getting into customer builds? Do you use Fusion? Do you use SketchUp? Are you more of a CAD CAM software? Just wanted your thoughts on when you design before you build versus just going right in and building. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Well, mm, I think Pete Um, should answer that. Sure. (laughs) I'm split right down the middle.
2: Uh, Half the time, I I want to pre-plan it, design it. I really want to do it right. And, of course, Mm -hmm. I change the design throughout the entire thing. And then the other half, especially on shop furniture or like plywood builds, I tend to just start cutting like rough dimensions or getting like, I know this is going to be 22 by this, whatever. And Mm -hmm. I just start cutting and then I have to pause and like rethink the whole thing because I don't know if I'm going to do it right or whatever. But I just, there's times that I just can't even wait for a design. I have to like either start milling or breaking down the lumber or sheet goods or something because I'm too excited Mm -hmm. for the build but i think this in the end the best way to do it is to have a rough plan even if you're just going to sketch it out or at least jot down all your dimensions don't figure it out as you're going along because sometimes it backfires on you you know even if you measure twice a lot lot of times it backfires (laughs) what about you josh
3: (laughs) i'm right right there with you um i've been trying to write down all my dimensions and everything before i start um doing little plans here and there but uh I did start in SketchUp a while back, and it took me so long to produce any set of plans. And because I was learning as I went that, you know, I just default to drawing it out real quick, kind of get a rough go. And then I'm able to produce, you know, what what I need from that. And, you know, it changes as I go because as I'm going, the client might be like, hey, we want this or we want to take this away. So, I mean, like, plans are great. And it's something I definitely want to get into and actually finalize and, you know, give to a client, especially when I'm doing the larger builds. But, uh, you know, the builds I'm doing now, people are pretty happy with like, okay, here's the picture. I want it about this size. How much? Yeah. So I, I have a lot of freedom <laughs> with how I do that. And uh, I do a lot of my building up in the old noggin and uh, as I go. So – Um, For this wine cabinet, it's essentially I have the measurements uh, written down on a scrap piece of paper and I know how much I need and I'm just going to, you know, dive right into it. Not the smartest. I probably could save a little bit more uh, wood if I planned it outright like some people and have a cut list and all that. But uh, it's part of the fun for me. It's like.
1: It's so much work.
2: Especially to design it like CAD design it. I know some people just like they have to do it in SketchUp first. I, I don't get that. So, like I'll do that after for like to make plans. So for I see these, after makes
1: after you perfect sense. it. Yeah, but I see how like if a customer wants a, like a you know a rough sketch of what's going on. If you do it in SketchUp and you present it to them and they approve it, then you're good to go already. Uh, instead of you know you shooting from the hip, you go ahead and start cutting, and the next thing you know, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't mean that, you know, I meant this. And that's why I think, I think that tool is valuable. If you're accepting like large, high, high dollar jobs, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Oh yeah. And then once you have it on paper, even, you know, if you want to bring it to the client's house or something, like if you, like you said, it was a big project, then you can have them sign that. And then, you know, it it looks more professional too. I mean, for this bench that I'm going to build, I sketched it up on a random piece of paper And sent a picture of it from my phone. And luckily, they approved of everything and was like, oh, it looks great. I'm like, well, it's not (laughs) going to look like the picture. But, you know, I'll try getting it as close as I can. So once you go to SketchUp, I I get frustrated with SketchUp. I I can't figure it out for the life of me. And uh, I've tried. I tried making a single box and somehow a side was in another quadrant. And I'm not sure how it went there. So I just x would out of the whole thing. (laughs) But I'll have to learn one day. Yeah. I mean, you guys have all valid points. I mean, like
3: high value projects, 100%. Uh, Nick and I talked about a high value project I had the other, uh, like a month or two ago. And Mm -hmm. I didn't do it in SketchUp, but I've been very lucky. A lot of my clients, one of the things I ask is if they don't give it to me, it's like, do you have a picture of what you're looking for? And that allows me to kind of go off of that. Uh, But I definitely, if I was doing a 4,000, 5,000 or higher I would want oh, to yeah. do a sketch up and give it to them.
0: Awesome.
2: I think feel like at that tier, you also want to yes. just look professional. And yes, 100%. like a SketchUp or a
0: Fusion Why a napkin will, drawing doesn't work?
2: That'll definitely help you yeah. with it.
0: Yeah, right. Oh,
1: I, I got it somewhere in my pocket. Uh, I also like uh, design software like that for... So when you're ordering materials, because if you're doing yeah. a job with exotic woods and all that, you're not just going to go to Lowe's and pick it up. You want to know exactly how much... Mm. board foot you need before you get there instead of figuring you know like i figure i need this much which you're always short you know (laughs) or you're just spending way too much money because you just bought yeah a ton of uh what is it gaboon ebony and you didn't need it you know what i mean
3: (laughs) i don't think any one of us are there quite yet but uh when we do eventually when that day comes
2: Wait, you're not making those wenge cutting <laughs> actually, boards? Actually, you
0: mention it now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm going to that exotics.
2: Actually, I have like uh, I have a big thing of, I think it's wenge. It's the heaviest thing, the heaviest piece of wood I own in a shop. And it's only about like 18 inches by 18 inches by two inches thick. It probably weighs like as much as a bag of concrete. <laughs> wow. It's like a 50 pound. You just sell it as a it, It's so crazy. Very yeah, dense. Yeah. I haven't done anything with it. Somebody gave it to me I actually got it as a deal with uh one of my tool purchases. And like, I was like, Yeah, you can take it. I've never reused it. And I'm like, What is this? It's so heavy. Like afraid to run it through the tools, it'll just dull the blades.
1: I've had Jeez. I've had trouble. Purple Heart gave my saw some some trouble. I don't know if, if it's because it's it's really oh, yeah? dense or what, but I was like, man, this is not cutting like anything else. But um hmm yeah Honestly, it burns on the edges.
2: I don't have too many issues with it. I guess the drum sander does burn it sometimes. I noticed, but I never really like i you know it might also be because I had like I finally got like a, yeah, a yeah. good blade, not a <laughs> thirty forty dollar blade uh, and it definitely cuts a lot smoother yeah, on yeah. a saw. It,
0: I had purple heart way in the early beginning, and when I first got my rigid table saw and Of Course, I had like a cheapo blade on it, and definitely I still have a piece that has a lot of burning Mm -hmm. on it. But you know, anything burnt with the cheapo blade now, it you know, I got a better blade. Mm -hmm. I think actually, did you get the one from um sawblades.com when you were at the woodworking show? The one that they sold for like 50% off, or yeah, that's a nice blade, too.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I got two of them. <clears throat> yeah because I, I like well i bought it first and then they had that sale for like mm-hmm. a couple weeks after so i bought another one oh yeah that thing's amazing it was i got a combination blade though so it's a separate one but honestly i oh no i the combination's in my saw and it yeah. just lives in there i unless i'm gonna be ripping for an hour i never swap that yeah. thing
0: out. yeah i that blade has come in such good uh i almost said such good handy Oh yeah, yeah. It's coming real, real. <laughs> oh, that <was> show title. <laughs> but it's helped out tremendously when I swapped it out from you know a cheapo twenty dollar blade, yeah. and um, I, I love that thing. Except now I went over to a glue line rip, and uh, man, that thing's great for ripping. Hmm. You know, it's definitely consider getting a better saw blade. And, yes.
1: What? Well, that's why. Why is well, he was, pointing to us? No, I wasn't pointing. I was just, just. Uh, Finger guns. guns. I I think this question's been answered. What do you guys think? What was the original question? I think we nailed this one. (laughs) Nailed it. So Floyd emailed us, and Floyd writes, Hey guys, love the podcast. See, I like Floyd already. This question is directed towards Nick. Now I really like Floyd. I'm looking at upgrading to the Delta 5000 table saw with the Beesmeyer 52-inch rails. Did I say that right? Is it Beesmeyer? 52-inch rails. Uh, okay. Then I upgraded from a, a DeWalt job site <laughs> saw to a rigid 45-14 four, job site so I could use a dado stack. But I'm sick and tired of not being able to get straight cuts and the limited 30-inch rip capacity. I build custom cabinets, and the extra time it's taking me to get the fence straight and get the track saw out nonstop is costing me too much money. I heard you saying you upgraded to a Delta... Which model do you use now? I use a Powermatic sixty-six and Delta Unisaw at my day job, since he's a cabinet maker, and understand it won't be the same using the five thousand. But I need an upgrade, and it's in my price range at thirteen hundred dollars. Any comments on the saw? Now, uh, me personally, I use the the DeWalt thirty, or excuse me, the Delta thirty-six seven twenty-five. It's a very underpowered. Delta saw. I mean, it's it's good for like the one car garage shop because I'm you know mm-hmm. I don't have the room for a large cabinet style saw, but this still gives me enough cut capacity, capacity and everything to to do what I do, which I don't build large items. Um, for what you're doing, it, it, I have not. I see nothing wrong with the saw you're looking at, um, but uh, I do have a suggestion, and uh, it's in your wheelhouse with the price range. And that would be look into Harvey industrial saws. Uh, They make an outstanding um, table saw for that budget range. Um, That's all I got to say. Those are my two cents on the subject. Uh, Anybody else want to weigh in on this?
2: I mean, Delta makes pretty decent saws. And the 5,000, that's the full cast iron body, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. full length wide one, right? It's like 1,200, 1,300, something like that. Yeah. I mean, those are great saws. Even the the one, be- the tier below it, honestly, for the price point is phenomenal. I've seen it perform. Even the older models were just pretty, pretty good. But the one thing you're, you're really going to benefit from is you're, you're graduating to that tier of saw that has the blade uh-huh. so far back that it's like, you know, yeah. safe to use. It's, you know, Josh shaking his yeah, head. You know exactly what I'm yep. talking about with a contractor saw when your sled kind of tips back <laughs> in the middle of a cut. Right before you start, you're holding favorite.
3: up the sled while you're um, trying to hold the piece, and yeah, I you know, yeah.
2: And that's the kind of saw I think it, it. I looked up one just now, and it's uh, it's got an extension wing, you could put a, uh, a router nice. table in it or store some stuff underneath it. Like that's solid. And Harvey, I was never really familiar with until the last couple of months, they oh, made yeah. some nice tools. That's Bridge City, so right? Harvey Very, it's owns the same Bridge company. City,
3: and Harvey also makes the table saws for, I believe, Laguna, for Grizzly, and uh, some of the other uh, big names out there. So, like, it's where they start, essentially.
1: Nice. Nice. Got yeah. it. So, that, I mean, to speak to that, uh, I had something to say, but I forgot. So, go ahead, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was gonna say um, that you know the table saws. I was looking at Delta's when I was on my hunt for a brand new one because I was dealing with um, a cobalt contractor saw that has you know that you could wheel it around. It's portable. It's not as small as that DeWalt one that you, you know Josh has, but um, it, the the Rigid and the Delta were kind of like neck and neck. And then you know mm-hmm. they each got their flaws. You know one one review says the motor's yeah. no good. This review says that's no good. This is no good. <laughs> And you can go nuts reading reviews. I mean, the Delta was my second choice, but you know, I stuck with the Rigid. I'm happy with it, except I had a little motor issue that I did fix. But um, <laughs> it's been and and, and Rigid's lifetime <laughs> lifetime quote unquote. Wait, did you no, fix it? He just shook I don't it remember really you good. fixing anything. <laughs> yeah, I you, know, I you took shook it apart, it. and I was waiting for you know stuff to fall apart out of it, and nothing came out, and then it worked.
2: You, you turned it <laughs> off and it back on in. again. Aggressively. It Aggressively.
0: <laughs> you, I, yes. I took it apart. I took together. the plug out very violently and then sho- shoved it back in and then it worked. And I yelled. <laughs> but no. Uh,
1: that, you yelled uh, that, at the table saw. So, so this I think re- I did. So I, I remember what I was going to say now. This reminds me. I, this week I was <laughs> scrolling the old Facebooks and I saw this group. Yes. That Because, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of woodworking stuff on my Facebook, like suggestions. And this group, no. I had to look, I had to read it twice. The group name was, I hate Delta table saws. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I'm like, I know, right? right? So I click into I have a Delta table saw. And I'm like, I want to see what th- this guy has to say about it, right? So I click into it and and it's just them ragging on the customer service and all that stuff. And Now, I can't speak to that because I've never dealt with Delta's customer service, but... I mean that's mm-hmm. you got to really have a fire inside you that hates something <laughs> to make a Facebook group so specific, you know, right? <laughs> you should just you should join and then
0: just start posting about how much you love yours. <laughs> I wonder how many members of yeah, it is just one guy stop. just
2: posting like memes but they're all delta <laughs> table saw related. One- now, one thing you guys didn't talk about is a used uh-huh. finding a used Cabinet grade table saw. You can cool. get one for that amount. That's probably yeah, in totally. decent shape. Someone's moving or whatever. I don't know where you guys are all from. But I here in you know in Jersey. Um, I've never it's heard pretty of that state. Easy to find a saw. Yeah, you can't swing a Delta saw without hitting a a professional <laughs> cabinet saw
1: exactly. on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> They're all two twenty though. That's why nobody so can it, get rid of them.
2: I mean, that's worth checking out.
1: <laughs> that's I mean. <laughs>
2: It's 220, not bad,
1: 220 but ad, like, doesn't matter. You look at like a lot of people; their houses aren't set up for two twenty. Some people don't want to. Some people don't want to go ahead and hire an electrician or venture that way to put in a plug. But, I mean, if you're super serious, go for it, man. You can get like killer soft at a huge discount, like Pete just said, for uh, you know pennies on a dollar. I heard if you twist two electrical uh, well, cords you,
0: together if, from two outlets, it makes two twenty.
1: Yeah, the 110 times two. Yeah, but you just have to – you yeah. got to make sure it's live. <laughs> no, well, no, don't, that don't gets do that. It's of half, half
3: our listeners.
0: Please <laughs> don't do that. So <laughs> does Nation told me to do this. <laughs> yep.
1: <We laughs> oh, man. I think we Then we'll really know we have a
0: following. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go on to the uh, next question, and that got sent in by <laughs> Sam uh, in an email, and he's got two questions for us today. Hey Nick and uh, AJ and John, who's John? We have our own Keith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just realized
0: it. Sorry, Sam, but John is no longer here. We have we fortunately have this guy named Josh. Yeah, um, but um, he wants to know. Got he Wants her. to know uh, air dried versus kiln dried. Is there one that you prefer over another, and are there any noticeable differences? And I know I could probably speak for all four of us by one piece of wood, and that is walnut. And if you get a piece of air-dried walnut, it will change your life forever. Because there's so many color variations versus a kiln-dried. It's, it's amazing. The color that purples come out, these like light, light greens. I don't know. What about you, Pete? I'm torn. I don't work a lot with uh,
2: kiln-dried because I don't like the way it tools. Because uh, initially, when I got into woodworking, it it was more like hand tools and then yeah. crappier tools, so it wasn't really getting a clean finish. And it tends to, uh, it was like splintering or like like huh. shredding almost a little bit. Like at the all the all the areas that I would like cut with my circular saw, it would just be completely shredded. Um, but I I tend to just kind of default to uh to air dry just because. That's what my Lumberyard usually stocks. It's uh-huh. the easiest to get. Uh, and I think if you work it right and don't just carve one side of it, it's going to stay nice and flat and straight it, for you. Is that what um,
0: – <clears throat> <do> you uh, <laughs> you're talking about the Lumberyard uh, boards and beams?
2: Yeah, boards and beams. And then I got um, Garfield boards Lumber. Boards and beams is an and air dries, one. all theirs? Uh, all or Pretty much all wow. their stuff is air dried to my knowledge. I don't think but, they even stock kiln dried. I've had to get uh, kiln – I've bought kiln dried actually – that was all Facebook mm, but do marketplace you Do
1: you stuff. bring a uh, moisture meter with you when you yeah. go to Boards and Beams to pick up your wood? Nope.
2: Because, uh, yeah. I don't know, I just I don't think it's that big of a deal. I usually, I think you guys talked about this last week on a pod where like, you bring it into your shop, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. sit there for a little bit. It's rare that I bring a piece of wood in and immediately have to start working on it. Um, and just like when you know you're installing uh mm-hmm. floorboards in your house, you have to add, let them acclimate for yep, 48 yep. to 72 hours. So, like, I think we can all wait three days and let it acclimate mm. and then go if you
1: don't, there. you get a skate park so. effect.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, you want to avoid that. Um, what about you guys, Josh? Do you play around with uh air dried? That's
3: pretty much all I got in the shop. Yeah, <laughs> um.
2: What about baked? I, I was, that's another one. That's a whole different category.
3: Up. Anyone here have touched I, uh, baked wood? Half baked wood? No, I. I've
1: seen it on, the, on internet, the internet. So <laughs> I know it's real. <laughs> hey, so uh, that's a good. That's a good question. Hey, if you are listening and you deal with the baked wood, why don't you write us <laughs> and let us know how the, that baked wood works? If it's easy work or if it's a uh, if it's harder to work for some reason. All right. In what temperature you keep it on? You know. Yeah, 375 for 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Just making sure if anybody's got other tricks and tips, then just let us know on how to bake your wood.
1: <laughs> Nothing. So <Sailing> uh, steady. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never actually, I think I've only bought one piece of non kiln dried wood. And I think the only reason for that is uh, I do don't have a moisture meter, so I don't know exactly what I'm getting. I don't know what kind of bugs are going to be in the wood from the individual mm-hmm. I'm buying it from. Mm-hmm. And I live in – I rent right now, so if, if bugs were to infestate my house <laughs> and destroy all the planks inside, <laughs> inside the walls, I think I'd be in a little bit of trouble. But uh, yeah, you'd be moved out before that happens. You're good. That's that's true. That's true. Like, I, as my trailer's leaving, the house is crumbling behind me. But um, to to be honest, I, I I pretty much just buy kiln dried because I think it works. I can work it faster. Uh, it'll sit in my shop for uh, a couple weeks, but regardless, to acclimate. But um, I know what I'm going to get out of it. I don't question the uh, the stability of it, unless of mm. course. The weather drastically changes and something happens. That's going to happen to all wood, though. But, yeah.
2: yeah. I guess if you're working with a lot of hand tools, you'd probably want air dried. Just because that, I know for hand yeah. tools especially, it huh. tool's a little better. Okay. But, then again, you you know, if you try hard yeah. enough,
0: it'll all work out. I definitely Hopefully. like to stick with air dried. Just as you see the characteristics <laughs> of it, that's why I'll choose air dried over over kiln. Well, it's, it's a little
3: but cheaper, just- too. I mean, like, especially Mm. like how I was getting it. I mean, it was a lot cheaper and I can pick and choose what I want. I get a lot more for the money. I can stick in the shop. Um, I've seen a lot of benefits from having air dried. Um, I've used both. And, you know, depending on what I need it for, there's times where I will go get a kill drying piece. Um, There's a lumber yard next to us that we go to, Nick and I. And uh, if I need something really quick done, I'm probably going to go there because I don't have to take a slab and mill it down to what Uh I need. But, uh, you know, it's a little bit more work for what I'm doing. But it definitely has shown some of the pieces that I've, you know, made with those slabs.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Well, I think we touched on that. And his second question that he sent in was, are there any tools in your shop that you have found alternate uses for? Tips and tricks for getting more uses out of one tool? Outside of just the ways that the tool are intended for, um, Josh. Well, I think I'm going to stall, so I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, um, I have to think as a well. Planer. <laughs> um, uh, you can. What do you use the planer for as an alternative
3: tool? Like, well, not alternative, but I mean, a drill like, press. You can flatten pieces on there if you do a jig. Well,
2: you can yeah, use it I as mean, a like, jointer.
3: You got jigs that you can use. You can use it as like a jointer. You can. Um, I, that's about it <laughs> that's all i got
0: Wait, um, have you ever tried jointing a board in your planer yeah, yeah. in the beginning yeah wow i
2: you 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 put it on its side and you uh, support yeah. it so you build a jig for it and you ideally want one that angles yeah. the full length of the bed so that you can use the entire run of your of your mm-hmm. teeth or blade depending on which one yeah. you have
0: and D- what you can you just join don't a board the board through just standing up on its own and just pray for you know, good oh, luck. No, 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 no. <laughs> What's that, worse, no. end grain cutting board no. or jointing ones?
2: <laughs> oh, I've done end grain through the, yeah. the planer yeah, too. That's screams
0: great. Screams the entire time. Fine.
2: <laughs>
0: you chamfer
2: the edge and you use a sled, oh, you're fine. The key.
3: Yeah. Yeah, if you don't. I, yeah, I mean, I like, that. in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't have a jointer, so I had to come up with ways of doing it, and that was one way mm-hmm. that, you know, the interwebs showed me how to do, and that's how I did it. Um, that, that's one of the first tools I got in the shop when it came to woodworking, you know, along with the table saw and everything. Cause mm-hmm. that's, it was a useful tool and I needed to get some of these boards flat cause I was getting slaps. So, I mean, like it definitely helped out. How
1: about you, AJ? Um, Ooh. Damn, <laughs> that was, that was a tough one. Like that redirect? Uh, yeah, that's a i'll be a okay, time breaker. nick I can, I can go, go. Nick. i'll take it off you. i'll take the heat off you so <laughs> thanks. thanks i have nick. the Festival rotex sander um slapped it on low put a 60 grit pad on it or put a 60 grit pad on it then put it on low boom back scratcher just saying but uh um, no i'm just playing <laughs> i actually saw a I guy on, where you were going with this <laughs> i saw a guy on instagram this week he had a oh it was a Fixed base router. He flipped the thing upside down, put it in the jaw vise, right? And he's he's routing the edges of planks of wood with it. I mean, that would have been great if the, the wood was – there was enough room for his fingers to not get in the way. I was I swear I was like, this is going to be one of those videos where it's like gore. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got like a uh, – I don't know if it was a chamfer bit or if it was a roundover, but he was just running those those planks through. I couldn't believe what I saw. Why you've
0: never, you you can't you can't say that you never put a vi- uh, a router in a vice.
1: I've never put a router in a vice
0: never. upside down. And no. run. I'm the only one.
2: It. Maybe a sander in a vice. Like, I
0: do it all the time. <laughs>
2: I put my. I've done a sander in a vice. Never. But never I put never, my trim router. router
0: in in the vice because <clears> I couldn't I couldn't support the piece that I was doing. Like I couldn't use the router on the edge because it was so thin. So. I guess I have seen people
2: use, like, to round yep. over stuff. I, I do can't do that, could, but... That's so with, dangerous,
1: like, man. Bit, though,
0: it, that's scary. That's wow, like, though. That's scary. That spinning cutter Yeah, I mean, I was only doing, like, a small round over. I mean, what's the worst that it's going to do? Chop my finger off a little bit? I mean, well, I no, got This thing ten. was fully exposed, okay, bro. Okay, stubs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, other than yeah. that, though, <laughs> I've had to get kind of creative with some of my tools. I've, I've done the joint thing with my, my planer. Um, mm-hmm. I've had to use my table saw for obvious things, but I make jigs for it. You know? Mm-hmm. So when I didn't have a joiner, use a table saw to be a joiner. You know, so your table yep. saw is probably one of the most versatile tools in the shop. But that's all I got. Was, what about you? I hate. I, Pete? I, <laughs> I <laughs> Well <laughs> No, 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 go, go. <laughs>
2: um Well, I listen, I think we're we're all kind of kings of like of using a tool. In multiple ways, and sometimes misusing it, we've all used an old chisel to open up a paint can. We, I'll be the first one to admit it. My name is Peter Kapar and I've used I a used chisel to, to open, open up my fingers paint up. Can. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. There's another one. Um, you know, we've used a, a, a some tool as a hammer for something to just tap it in. Just tap. We've all done that. I've legitimately used a hand plane, the side of a hand plane, to just oh, like geez. just tap in something that I needed to be tapped in. It was mm-hmm. when I was restoring it's fine um, but you know there's a couple things that I've I've done like something I'm trying to think of really outside yeah. the box nothing like basic but you know one way you could say just a little pitch to your sponsor but like hey using your CNC as a laser that's a great use of uh, you know an alternate use for a tool yeah. just just saying uh, but my favorite is what's the one thing that we never have enough of in the shop except clamps can't say clamps What's the other thing that we're constantly Time. short on in a shop?
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, pencils? Oh, yeah. Pencils. Or Close. tape
0: measure. Uh,
3: Josh? I'm always running out of glue, but that's on my own fault. Surfaces.
2: Ah, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Tell me, you're constantly running out of surfaces because I, I don't know about you guys, but I fill all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Adding – I added the magnetic sheet to my jointer, Mm -hmm. and I never put anything heavy on it, but it's literally a mini workbench running like that full length of the the jointer bed. And I always put, you know, a couple little things or tools that I'm working on constantly, but I don't want to keep putting away on the French cleat wall. I put it on there. I (laughs) actually have a piece uh, of magnetic sheet that fits my table, so I just haven't really needed it lately Mm -hmm. uh, that I can put over that in case I'm doing work on there that might potentially – you know, drip some glue mm-hmm. or get a little wet or something like whatever it might be. Yeah. So, at, being able to create surfaces around your shop is is big. And that that's helped me use my table saw and my joiner. And honestly, I'm probably going to slap one on my bandsaw now that I have it because it's right by the garage door and <laughs> I've had this snow. And I noticed the other day that I guess when we were clearing out the snow and the garage door was open, these little tiny snowflake oh. spots formed on there of rust which is great uh nothing major but like i definitely noticed i'm like this was perfect last week what happened
1: (laughs) so do you you keep your like do you constantly go behind and put uh that that what do you call it cast iron uh stuff on your joiner and your table saw and the, the all that
2: the one on the joiner lives on a joiner i take it off when i need to use a joiner because that's that's more of a usable surface than anything for me because it's yeah. like it's right in that like part of the shop where I constantly keep walking around so I put stuff down but i mean you can put a beer down without a koozie on it and mm-hmm. it's fine i would never dare to do that on any cast iron surface you know yeah. now luckily the way my table saw's position if i'm walking in and i have a coffee or a water or whatever i have enough non cast iron surfaces but the joiner's right there and <laughs> i learned that I might look out for cast iron, but I know my family doesn't. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's, that's I would say, my my use of a tool in a different way. Just use it as
3: a surface, should, as
1: a workbench. You should put coasters next um, to it.
2: Well, they're, they're, you, the koozies are right okay. above okay.
3: it. <laughs> use a they'll koozie. literally a, take it and they'll put the drink right next to the, the coaster, man. Yeah. yeah,
0: next to the coaster.
3: <laughs> How about
2: you, AJ?
0: Ooh. I would say I I have to agree with you on the the surfaces because I've used my uh, table saw. I learned it late in the game, but, you know, your table saw is pretty much the flattest thing you can reference off of. Uh, Unless you go like on the rigid where there's those uh, stamped steel sheets that are on the edges. If you use the cast iron, it's nice and Uh. flat. So um, I would say, oh, man, what did I use? I used my drill press as a sander once. I mean... Oh, I love that. hmm I got know. those cling Spore flappy discs.
1: Those look recently. awesome. They're,
2: they're so great. Nick those from uh, Stated mm-hmm. Woodco actually sent them over to me. They're great. Nice. This must be a
1: good guy. He's
2: he's all right. <laughs> yeah. uh, any guy named Nick, fantastic. 10 out of 10.
1: I, I got one. <laughs> have you ever made slots with a biscuit joiner? Oh, that's a good one. Yes. I've done that.
2: I have uh, fixed... A, I had a check in a charcuterie board because I left that out on a shelf for too long. I put a biscuit in there. And, you know, filled it with epoxy, but I put a biscuit in the back and made a custom walnut biscuit to insert in. Wow. That's awesome. Huh? Yeah, that's, that's a smart nice. one, a biscuit joiner.
0: After I did the splines on the ring box that I made, I watched a video of somebody using uh, a biscuit joiner as, you know, doing splines. And I'm like, well, I went through all that work making the jo- uh, the jig. I could have just used a <laughs> biscuit right. joiner. Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> uh, that's a good one.
2: I yeah, have you ever seen the... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Have you ever seen the the table saw? There's like an attachment you can get. I sent it. That's a sander. It's basically a disc sander.
0: Yes. I didn't send that to you.
2: Oh, yes. This is a thing. And I saw it and I was like, this is insane. Why would you do this? Because I feel like it's just spinning too, first of all, too fast. And second of all, I feel like if you press hard enough, you're just going to start
1: messing with your arbor
2: because you're going at the wrong angle.
1: Plus the deflection was going to mess up Mm -hmm. your 90. You know what I mean? Oh,
2: I I don't know. I just like I feel like I wouldn't want to do that, but I've seen people do it.
1: I it's just it's, it's real. I've seen people do it on small it's, items, like really small things. But I I watched <laughs> I a know. couple of YouTube's videos about it.
2: Yeah, hard hard no. Get the get the rigid spindle sander. That thing. Say what you want about rigid. That's like the best tool they make.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I just got one I think wanted, we, and I don't we all it. own one, Absolutely. right? I have a when. Spindle sander. That's okay. Ooh. It's a little wind. I, I, had, I had a I had a little wind it's that close couldn't. Enough. It
0: just everything <laughs> on it was off. The bed wasn't flat. It wasn't flat to the sanding surface. So I sold it to somebody else and told them it was great.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then
0: I got it. Probably Nick. <laughs> so. But speaking of table saws, real quick, have I? I'm, I'm gonna probably say we might not have. But has anybody tried a coving um, jig? I was just thinking I, about that too. That's where I thought you were it's, going. That scares with it. me,
2: man. It that's, scares me. That's messed up. You're talking about you know, like running it at a like a yes. 20 degree angle and a little yeah. It's I no.
1: Are you <laughs> uh-uh. you're, you're <laughs> talking about running a piece of wood across a spinning blade at 20 degrees? Yeah, yeah. Look no, it up to make look a way man. Oh, that's a thing. You get a big fat yeah. note oh, me, oh, bing it, dude.
2: Bing it. Yeah. A, oh, I got a no Big fat note out of me, but I've seen people do it. This is literally in like woodworking magazines. It's I have yep. like the woodsmith shop DVDs and they do it on there mm-hmm. and the first time I saw it I was like,
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> have, have you ever seen the manuals for the radio arm saws from like the 50s and 60s, where they have people uh, like the the saws with the blade pointing out all modified and they have somebody running a piece of plywood across the floor cutting it in two. And with the blade sticking out towards them, like right across their gut line,
2: like a, yeah. like a Home Depot panel saw. Yeah, check it out; it's it's <laughs> no it's way. absolutely. Yeah. I think
1: Stumping Dubs did a video on it. It's it's. I can't believe that that got past legal. <laughs> and do.
2: By the way, I I want a radial arm saw just because. Not to mention him again, but Nick from State of Woodco, he put a dado stack in his.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it so he just that.
2: cuts like like lap joints and stuff with it. I was like, that's. That's pretty I would genius. never get that that machine. I never mm-hmm. wanted one in my shop until I saw that video.
1: It's so smart. Yo, know, that's that's interesting <laughs> there Pete cuz I I think that if you keep that radio arm saw at 90, you're never going to have a problem with it getting out of out of yeah. out of square and putting a dado stack on there is genius. And now I want one.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right? Like it, I see them I see all those craftsmen <laughs> on the on Facebook Marketplace for like a dollar. <laughs> People just want to get rid of them. Yeah they're basically free that's the one nice thing about being in jersey is like you can get a lot like if you miss a tool there's gonna be 10 more within the next month oh yeah you're gonna be
1: fine well if you buy a tool new there's gonna be one immediately after you buy
2: it (laughs) 100 (laughs) percent.
0: or there's gonna be a used one for like triple the price of a new one and you're going like you're never gonna sell that guy yeah ever
2: well that's what happens that's when when i find them and i go is this available (laughs) <laughs> and I start talking to them, just messing with them. A
0: they little really bit. don't want to get rid of it. They just want to <laughs> throw <laughs> it on there. Well, they're wide-sanded, put it, it on. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Rigid spindle sander for like six hundred. So yeah,
2: sometimes you find gems. You never know.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Josh. you found that that Powermatic that table saw was uh, a yeah. rare find.
2: That was a crazy find. I mean, Josh found his uh, Glowforge on there. Oh, yeah. You paid what six hundred bucks for that thing? Yep, six hundred. That's what I paid for my table saw. So it's so crazy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and we both got like crazy expensive tools.
3: Out of the deal, but, yes. yeah. man.
2: The deals are out there. People need to move. They need to get out. Um, And not to like bring it full circle to the earlier question, but Josh, the cherry that I gave you yeah. was from that deal. I got all those slabs of cherry for a hundred bucks wow. uh, from that same guy. And they were not kiln dried, but they sat next to the uh, wood burning
1: furnace mm-hmm. for 30 years. Jeez. So... Yeah, that the guy had slabs move. in his basement for thirty years. Wow, I'm gonna use those Boom. someday. I bet. The, I. I wonder how many times he said that. His <laughs> <so> yeah. <laughs> wife yelling at those him. Slabs. I'm gonna 100. At this point, just burn it. I do love the
2: offcuts for the smoker. It's really nice. That
0: is, that is a good true. deal. So I think we hit that on the on the noggin on that one, and we still got oh, some yeah. time. So. You want to hit on that topic that we've been trying to get to for I think thirty-five episodes. Yeah,
3: let's do <laughs> it. Yeah, let's go ahead and hit on it, man. Why don't you uh, intro it?
1: All right. So, uh, the, oh, me or, or, or AJ? Oh, I'd rather
0: you because you wrote it down and I didn't. So, okay. So
1: <laughs> the topic remember.
0: the topic is:
1: if you could meet two woodworkers that are influential in your woodworking path or career. Who would it be and why? So I'm gonna send mm. it on to Pete first, since Pete's uh, Pete's our guest; and he deserves first go.
2: I deserve is a strong word. Um, okay, how about this? I stall while you guys think of your answers. All right,
1: there you go. Anybody else? So, <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, they always say uh, don't you don't want to meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. Yeah, there. right. Um, I, so I'm gonna go really. I'll give two answers. I'll give the woodworker answer and then the answer that I kind of, I do idealize these two people and it's an account called Evan and Caitlin and they're a wife and husband, super wholesome, super adorable. They got into DIY and that's what, that's what their channel started as.
0: Nice.
2: Um, The reason I I idolize them so much is um, they can, they can speak English unlike me. Um, They (laughs) took their business. They, they have a blast with it is they made it their full-time job. They do a really good job at what they do. And they were able to diversify it into uh, a DIY channel, a, you know, live stream channel, a video game, full uncut live streams. that are like two, three hours, Mm -hmm. a, a basically a shortened version that they give to editors. They don't even edit that stuff. They give it to editors. They Mm -hmm. get it down to 20 minutes or whatever post that the podcast, the podcast video channel, and all of them make money. All nice. of them make money. And a podcast, they don't have sponsors or anything. They're just doing a podcast. They're having fun and they work together every day. And I relate to that a lot because me and my wife, we live in a fairly small place right now. That's mm-hmm. what we're looking for a home. We are constantly around each other and we love working with each other. We're constantly working on separate stuff. look, love working with each other and helping each other out. And I relate to that. I think that's really cool. And- You know, they were able to really take a hobby and make it fun. And yes, it's a lot of work, but because me personally, and I've said this uh, to AJ and Josh before that, like, I don't want to go full-time furniture making. I don't want to do commissions full-time, but I love having multiple streams of revenue where it all adds up to a decent income, maybe, you know, and I'm not there yet, Mm -hmm. but I hope to be there one day. And I think that's a cool way to think about it. As far as woodworking world goes... Shannon Rogers was the first one. He's a Renaissance woodworker uh he he knows hand tools inside and out. I really envy that. I want to learn more hand tools. I have a bunch of hand plans that I've restored a bunch more that I need to restore. I just want to get better with hand tool woodworking because i I tend to like the non noisy woodworking. I think it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. as far as uh the other one i like I don't know there's so many that I want to kind of choose and It's more of the, not so much the woodworking, but the, how they run their business and, and the other things that they do. And and I think like April Wilkerson is probably like one of the biggest ones where she was able to just take this hobby. Cause I've seen her behind the scenes stories. I've heard her speak. She literally started as like, her husband had some tools and was like, I think they were even married at the time. I was like, Hey, can I use this? And how do I use it? Show me. Mm -hmm. I want to know. And she like had him show or had him show her and she was able to just make a bunch of videos just some early on now she's got this massive shop in her house she can do whatever she wants and you know everyone likes her she's very likable and she's got this woodworking school slash diy slash business that she's got as well that's incredible i envy people that can really build a passion into uh reality um but also you know be a good woodworker at the same time. Sorry, that was a very long-winded answer. I apologize. Ah, it's perfectly uh, fine. Hopefully enough stalling. What about you, Nick? I want to <laughs> hear what you got to say.
1: So this guy, the first guy, is his name is Scott Wadsworth, and he is the essential craftsman. And he's not just uh, into the woodworking, or fi- even fine woodworking for that matter. He, he was a logger. He's he's sort of a blacksmith. He does he's a jack of all trades. He he's a framer, does everything. But the the guy reminds me of my grandpa, and he is absolutely just phenomenal to listen to. He doesn't, I don't know. It's it's just like sitting around listening to a story. Whenever he, you know what I mean? It's, it's like that.
2: I love his YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah just put him on. He, yeah. Amazing,
1: <laughs> and I would love to meet the guy, pick his brain about some things, see what he thinks about. Certain ways of doing things, and I just uh, he's got a podcast out now. I know he's got the YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know if he's on Instagram. I gotta look, but uh
2: he is. I just followed him. I'm gonna have he's to- got forty three thousand followers. That dude, oh wow, he's
1: legit, and his son Nate is right there next to him doing doing the work with him too. So, mm-hmm. um, more more power to him, man. He's out in Oregon, and I'd love to love to go out there and see see what he's got going on. But uh number two. William Douglas from William Douglas co that guy makes some bad a furniture. I mean, he's a self self self-started woodworker. Uh, I believe I listened to his like startup story where he just made something to hold up a light on his front porch and he didn't think anything of it. And then so like one day he came from home from work and somebody stole it for So he was like, man, I make some, I make stuff good enough that people want it. So that's what he started. And, uh, taught pretty much taught himself started learning himself you know learning from other woodworkers and and now he's pretty big out there in Phoenix Arizona uh he primarily works with walnut and ash so mm-hmm. that's that's a huge you know that's attractive to me but uh and that mustache <laughs> his mustache legit man got to meet William Douglas how about you there, Josh?
3: Well, it's a very hard one because when I started off, I watched a lot of YouTube. I didn't really know about Instagram until another woodworker that I was working with introduced me. And That's how I got started on Instagram. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Um, you were one of the first people I did end up following, um, but what it came down to is 3x3 Customs and Jay Bates oh, were yes. the first, mm-hmm. uh, amongst others, were the ones I was watching quite a bit. I was you know, learning a lot from them. I was learning different techniques. I was learning some safety from them. I was learning, you know, how they were making their shop work. Because in the beginning, Jay Bates had a small shop just like us. And then 3x3 Customs, I mean, she's been working off a DeWalt table saw. One of the reasons I got the table saw I have is because of her. I saw how well she was utilizing it and I'm like, I can make that work. I mean, she did enough tutorials and everything where I actually knew the saw before I even purchased it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, that that's one of the reasons I got that table saw. Um, those two makers uh, really—they helped drive me into the passion. And then when I found Instagram, obviously I found AJ, I found Peter, you know, and then Nick when he come picked up furniture. <laughs> <And> then,
1: <laughs> that's right. I but, was just coming just to stamp my own name on it and then sell it again. So worked like worked like a charm. And, and then, a markup, yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> about twenty percent. And then, you know, I as I progressed on in Instagram and everything, I found Daniel Dunlap and another guy I would like to work under and learn from. Because just like Pete and AJ and Nick and all the people I've mentioned, you're watching these guys work and they come up with little things that you'd never even thought of. And, you know, Dan is one of those guys where I watch his stories. and Dan's got so many tricks. He'll be like, hey, just do this. And I'm like, I've been – I, yeah. Why did I think of that? You,
2: did you know you can use your table saw handheld?
3: <laughs> <laughs> just like hit the sun crazy. Pretty much. And, and you know, and 3 by 3 Customs, she's always coming up with some amazing projects. Like, things that, like, you know, I don't know how long she sits and actually thinks about, you know, what she wants to make and design and whatnot. But, like, it, she made a uh, Christmas gift. I think it was for kids. And it was – she cut some blocks And she took a router and a pitcher and she routed out the pitcher, turned the blocks around, routed another pitcher and made these little puzzles for, you know, her kids. And I don't know the, I don't really have a favorite maker. I have learned so much from the community itself and from everyone that I stay in contact with and watch that uh, I would be an injustice to name just one. But uh, you know, there's a lot of information out there, and if I was going to study under one, two, or three, there would be Daniel Dunlap, three by three customs, Jay Bates.
0: Nice, damn,
2: nice group. By the way, have you ever talked to Tamar? She is she is the nicest person, and, and she's kind of semi-local, Long Island,
0: basically okay.
2: down the street. Yeah, not far. <laughs> yeah, she's super sweet.
0: You you were talking. Pete was talking about um, April Wilkerson. She's actually going to be on TV tonight on the History Channel yeah. with uh, Assembly Required. I'm mm, recording that. That's right. coming out. Yeah, yep, me totally too. I'm totally recording
1: that.
3: Cover Tools is going to be on there as well. I don't know if the episode
0: has aired yet or not. but
1: I got the VCR
0: um. set. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, those are definitely some great makers, and you probably stole a few of mine, but I'm going <laughs> to kick it off by saying... I, this was a hard one for me because there's so many great makers that I would like to meet. Um, there's a lot of great makers that I talk to on a daily basis. Um, Lucas over at Manmade and MA is just one of them. Uh, I talk to him quite a, quite often, and um, the knowledge he has is just amazing. And you know, his his shop is filled with a ton of tools that he brings back to life. And he actually he just did a Delta Unisaw, and that thing is gorgeous now. So. If you haven't followed him, definitely go give Lucas a follow and uh, check out his uh, whole shop. And he works in a basement shop, which is mind boggling because he can't even stand a tube. I like I think I have a, like an inch more room in my garage than than he does in his basement. And he does like a ton of stuff in that basement. I'm telling you, you gotta definitely check him out. But the two that I would like to meet and work under and learn from the first one would be Jonathan Katz Moses. Um I kind of fell into a rabbit hole of YouTube videos that he does, and his videos are very well thought out, very um informative. They're not like, okay, just, you know, take this expensive bit and use this expensive tool and here you go. He'll explain, you know, the differences and whatnot, how to use it properly, what it can do. Um it just seems like he just has a lot of knowledge in that noggin. And I, I would definitely like to learn from him, you know, on how to do certain things. Um, and then the next one would be because I'm trying to, uh, redesign my whole kitchen and I want to do it myself. So I want to build a lot of cabinetry and that would be Christian Tierno, uh, over at Tierno woodworking, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, really great guy. He's down in South Carolina. Uh, I talk to him on a daily basis. Um, great guy. He's actually a native New Yorker who moved down South and, um, he built some really nice built-ins. Um, actually, he's the one that I watch his stories and videos that he does sketch up a lot. And that's where I got the, just have the customer sign it, you know, as as a sign-off. And um, really great guy, really awesome builds that he does and a lot of knowledge. So it would be Jonathan Katz-Moses and Christian Tierno would be neck and neck by uh, those two makers. But, I mean, there's so many to name. I mean, we could go yeah. on and on. The The rest of this podcast, we could go on for like another half an hour saying – who we are. There's so many. Yeah. There there definitely
1: is.
2: Some people I just want to hang out with.
1: Yeah. Like just hang out in
2: their shop. Seriously. Like what can I help with? You want me to stand?
1: I mean yeah, like right? I don't I don't know I don't know if Richard Carn is really like as nice as Al Borland is, but I want to hang out with him and I don't know why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we yeah. we we hit the topic, and I mean, I can't believe we actually hit it after 35 episodes. I'm so proud of I'm, you guys! I'm proud. Yes. Yeah. This is well, amazing. I'm gonna shed a tear.
2: You know, despite what you think, AJ I actually listened to the podcast, so I know this is big for you. It is. It's a breakthrough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're we're slowly you getting were gonna it in there. I'm yes. sorry. You were gonna say but, Nick?
1: It's a breakthrough for for AJ. Yeah. yeah. It is. Oh yes. Yes. So hello. I mean.
0: I got nothing else if you want to wrap it up or we got another topic, you know, whatever you guys want to do. You want to shoot the... I, I have nothing to do tonight.
2: I have... Well, I have... Uh, next thing scheduled is work at 8 a.m. Nice. <laughs> nice. So I got, you know, I got eight hours, nine hours, whatever you guys well, want. Cool. Well, I mean, as per your
0: stories, you, it looks like you never sleep, if that's correct.
2: I mean, like, I'll catch up eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody <laughs> you sleeps don't need to when like they
0: sleep. die. I'm just saying. Yeah. Jeez. No, I I have a
2: i i love getting in the zone and Mm -hmm. i like sleep i like listen everyone likes sleep it just you know i think it's a waste of time (laughs) (laughs) and i'm gonna regret it one day but yeah i'm at that point where i can likely bounce back but then usually like one day a week i mm -hmm. have to catch up on my life you know yeah like yeah are you guys the same like when you get in a zone like you just you can't just like go to bed. You have to like unwind. like. What, what about yeah. – so like
1: say you're in the zone you're and you have this – obviously this vision of what you're creating and you're just hammering towards it, right? And then somebody interrupts you with something dumb. <laughs> oh, Doesn't that just irritate the living life out of you? Yeah.
2: Uh, AJ messages me every day. <laughs> so I get it.
1: Well, it was nice knowing you. I love you. I love you. I'm kidding. I'm
0: Mouth. kidding. I love, I love you. I love you. You know, the guy who who Pete was talking about, who messages him with the nine plus messages, he was trying to it's nicely say, sort of a C, crafted. No, I,
2: AJ, like genuinely, he's like, hey, man, I'm sorry to bug you again. And every time I'm like, you don't have to apologize. This is why we're here.
0: I I legitimately hate messaging anybody who it is. And then when I'm like, I really need to ask this person something, but I'm like, I can't. I, I don't know how to get this out in one message. So like six messages later, I finally have the question out after apologizing for the first five. You know, that's just how that's I fun. roll.
2: Plus, that's why I gave you my number. I was like, it's just quicker if he calls. Me. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> that's your first mistake <laughs> always, right there. It'll take him two days to call me. you
0: though. See,
1: that's why oh, yeah. AJ doesn't have my phone number. I'm just saying. No, I'm playing. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> you guys fall into that thing
2: where like you start conversations now on like IG, but then like finish via text, but then like, you comment on a story and then you text back the person Ugh. it gets confusing
0: <laughs> yes it does you yeah, forget where you left
1: off especially if you so if you have a customer do that too and they're like trying to place oh God, an order oh, and you're like you remember I'm in my, my facebook message like 6 weeks ago and they're on instagram and they're messaging you on like email and it's like come on man one pick one <laughs> i'm going to call somebody out and i think they
2: listen to this podcast um, matt morgan from garden state woodworks Mm -hmm. um he's also like a uh, central audio something he has an audio company so like he did like big av events like Mm -hmm. massive events and obviously covid yeah yeah so he went to do woodworking so he messages me from either one account or the woodworking account or now texts me Gets super confusing love you matt (laughs) stop it
1: (laughs) yeah so pick one (laughs) Man- managing, I'll tell you what. Managing two accounts is <clears throat> is kind of a pain. Um, so I've been I've been working with the Sawdust Nation podcast account and my personal account, and I'm like trying to to keep it even as far as posting content, and I'm trying to get straight who like where they're messaging me at when I respond because I don't always look at the little the little uh, icon. So mm-hmm. I I just assume people know it's me that they're talking to when. <laughs> You know, they obviously don't if I'm call, if I'm you never know. if I'm on the SDN uh podcast, but
2: uh I've made the habit of like signing okay. each comment now. Oh, that's good so, like, If I'm like messaging them on there like, Oh, thanks a lot like right on, or like, All Oh right. yeah, try check checking this out. Pete. <laughs> or Keith, Keith. Or whatever. Keith <laughs> Keith.
0: <laughs> if you want to be now, incognito. Uh,
2: if I'm gonna throw a wrench into your entire podcast. I wanna interview you guys. Oh, boy. So, how long have you guys... No, no. full so What's your favorite wood? What's your oh, favorite uh, project to build? No, but I want to kind of know because I actually relate to you guys a lot because you're... You know, Dan and Mike love the dudes, but we're three very different woodworking parts or we're, it's, we're at a different ju- part of our journey in woodworking. Mm-hmm. Like, Mike is attempting to go full-time and his business is booming right now. Dan... He's a woodworker. I and mean, he's a photographer mainly. He like fell into woodworking, but that's all he does. I relate to you guys a lot because I feel like we're all in the we're not quitting our day job, but we want to make this work. But let's be real. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> like you say managing two accounts is bad, but then like most of us have a also a personal account, which uh-huh. let me guess, last photos from 2019. Or it was an anniversary, because you didn't want to make your wife feel bad. So there's that and then sometimes like you're managing the the uh you know the podcast account. Maybe you have another hobby, maybe you have another secret account, you know, whatever. Shh. For me it's a, I that actually have a super account.
0: Oh talk do, about do you?
2: <laughs> yeah, I do because I well 'cause I do an ambassadorship with them, which is like kinda like work you know, working with the brand type of thing. Oh, nice. Um hmm. but you're yeah, like I kind of neglected that. <laughs> no they don't check up but like i want to kind of hear from you guys like you know how do you like you know what are the what are some things not how do you deal with it but like what are some challenges you really run into because i think a lot of the people listening to the pod would feel the same way i mean a lot of us are in the same boat of like Mm -hmm. we see all these big accounts Mm -hmm. uh i actually struggle with this because this Winter, I almost felt like, oh my God, should I go full time? Like, I have all this work going on. I should do this, but I'm like constantly overwhelmed. And then I had to dial it back and go like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This was never the plan. It's okay to not start a business. It's okay to just make some money and have fun or just tinker in a shop after you had a couple of good sales because now you got money to, you know, buy Wenge and make I I don't know, mallet out of it. I don't know, throwing out (laughs) random woods. But like, I kind of want to hear from you guys, like some stuff that you struggle with that maybe you don't share as much sorry is that a loaded question
3: no no no, no, no.
2: josh how about you i want to hear from you
3: well it's all about balance which i do not do um <laughs> <laughs> so you know we i get a lot of commissions um i, I don't get to really produce much for the SE page that i started up um i'm always busy with an order or orders coming in but then there's the job job and the family as well. So, you know, I have two kids. One is fairly new and the other one is not as new, but newer and uh, <laughs> still has a shine. Um, so, you know, they need attention too. You know, the family needs time. We need to do things and uh, I got to plan in that. So long story short, um, you know, when I have commissions, I – in the beginning – I would put all my time into trying to get those done as fast as I can, you know, the quality, everything else. And I was, I was kind of neglecting a little bit of the family side of things. And then as I progressed, learned my pricing, learned what I was doing. Um, I kind of took a pause and, you know, people ask for a timeline. I give them a rough estimate. And then on top of that, I'll say, look, I work full time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I have a family You know, things might get pushed. If you need something right away, it needs to be stated up front. That way I can go ahead and plan for that accordingly. Um, Because, you know, there's times like today, you know, I took half the day and I had today off. So I spent with my son. We went out, we did things. And unfortunately, when I came back and after during his nap, I got called into work. So I didn't get any shop time today. And I fully planned on it because I wanted to finish that mallet. That mallet needs to go out. But, you know, life happens. I don't stress about it like I used to. I used to like seriously stress about it.
2: Um, oh, I can relate to that.
3: <laughs> it's horrible. You like overthink everything. Yeah, right? I mean like <laughs> you sit in the shop and there's been literally times of go in the shop and I feel so overwhelmed because I know I need to get so much done. And then I just take a deep breath and realize like, look, if they want their money back, I'll be happy to pay them back. But I am not going to stress out about something that I enjoy doing because then I'm losing that joy to stress and it, I, I, I love woodworking. Like, it is a huge part of my life, and it's becoming part of my family's life. My son, I mean, even my wife's getting part of the Glowforge uh, scene. And, you know, we built that. I don't want to lose that connection and that fun because of trying to get paid. That, that's not why I started this in any sense. But, uh, so it, it, there's a balance there, and it's very hard. Sometimes I get lost in one or the other. Um, sometimes work wins because, well, (laughs) military does, but, uh, uh, it's just one of those things. Um, I take it as it goes and, uh, you know, if I get behind, I get behind. It's just the way, you know, the cookie crumbles. (laughs) Nick, what do you, what's your take, man?
1: Man, that's so true. It's hard to balance things. Um, so a little backstory is I didn't like intentionally start this to make money, but after... After a few, you know, projects that um, that I came up with that people started liking, I thought, you know, this could be marketable, especially in the area for what mm-hmm. – for the people that I'm marketing to. Um, uh, and that's with an effective price point for the target, target market that I was looking for. And I found a, a niche. And my key – my goal was to find repeatability. So uh, – I don't do a lot of actual builds. I do build, but when Mm -hmm. I, it's going to cost a lot more for me to put my time into a build that's going to require me to actually assemble something huge or large, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But the CNC machine has been keeping me in business. I make a lot of repeated items, so there's really not a lot of thought process about it. I know how long it's going to take, and I know, you know, I can forecast on what I'm getting to. To my customers um it's stressful though when i i do i'm active duty as well so i have to it's not even a balance they're first you know what i mean so they're first and then everything else is is, comes afterwards uh and second is the family and then third is this but i this has been a, a blessing in disguise for me though because uh after i started and was established sort of established in the area COVID hit. My wife graduated from her nursing school and um, she hasn't been able to find a job because our kids can't couldn't go to school. So she had to watch the kids. So we were without two forms of income for a while. So now this picked up a lot of the gap. So with that being said, um, I I've been developing and I'm just, I'm not stressed about it because I know that I have this is the time in my career, my my military career, where I need to start looking at things I need to to set up for afterwards. So I'm just ac- accumulating the equipment, the knowledge, the software, everything I need to make the full jump. Because once I retire, I'll still get paid, but I'm not going to get paid as much, right? I'm gonna uh-huh. and she'll be working, so it'll give me a chance to be able to not not necessarily like. Scott free start a business and not worry about if it fails or not, but it's a safety net to be able to be like, look, I can make money doing this, depending on how much effort I want to put into it, and it's been my foot down to the floor as much as possible since COVID uh-huh. hit, and multiple
2: streams of revenue. Man. I can't,
1: I can't say that. it enough though. I, I mean, it, COVID's been terrible, but they sure did a lot for me, Josh, and the other people who make plaques and stuff like that, because all the plaque shops around the base closed. So, mm-hmm. everybody comes flocking to the guys who make it in their garage. Um, what about you, AJ? What do you got? Well, I think one of the biggest struggles
0: that, you know, that I deal with on a daily basis is, you know, um, trying to tell a customer that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a while before I get to you, you know, and I always want to make everybody happy. I don't want to lose any sales or anything like that. And, you you know, you guys were talking about the stress of it, um, and I I have a hard time m- I I beat myself up a lot, um, you know, and I don't want this to become something that I regret doing because I love it. Um, Real quick backstory on, on the whole thing. I enjoy working with my hands. Um, I went through some troubles years ago and um, the only thing that got me through everything, um, you know, was working with my hands. I'm a mechanic by trade and uh, really loved it. So once I bought a house, you know, I was trying to put all my focus into that, and then um, I went, well, I have a garage, so what do you do with a garage? You turn it into a wood shop, right? So I decided, let me get some tools. And honestly, woodworking has is been my go-to because I'm a service manager now, so I sit behind a desk all day. I absolutely hate it. And you know, I don't get to work with my hands as much, so then I get to come home and really you know dive in, let my brain work, and then utilize my hands. So, um, that has been a huge godsend to me, but also on top of that, the amount of work that I have right now, it, I was, I I think I told Josh, I was literally at the point of getting rid of everything. I was going to tell all my customers, I can't do it. I'm done. I'm selling everything because I was so fed up with it. You know, I'm, I'm beating myself up. I got timelines to, you know, That are coming up, you know, and I could tell somebody that it's going to be an extra couple days or something like that, but I don't like to disappoint, you know, unless it was meant for that time. But I think a lot of things that people don't see that are on the back end of um, what we do is the time that we spend, you know, the hours that we put into it, you know, between our regular job and then we come home and, you know, we're in the shop for God knows how long. I mean, I've been down in the shop, you know, not as long as Pete, but... I'm I'm right there with you. You know, twelve o'clock, one o'clock. Next thing you know, two o'clock rolls around. And you're going like, and I got to get up in three hours. I'm going like, how is this even possible? I, where where did this time all go? So time travel, you know, man. It's a shop time travel. Time. It really you sleep really less. Is, <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> trust me. I I go to work and I'm, I'm fortunate enough that like on my half an hour lunch break, you know, I close my eyes for five minutes and I get to take a little cat nap, but you know, once I get home, I gear myself up so much. I go like, I'm getting in the shop. I'm going down there. I'm going to be, you know, working all night. And then next thing I know, we, we have dinner. I sit on the couch for what I say is five minutes. And next thing I know, three hours goes by because I fell asleep. You know, my body's trying to, and uh, actually trying to
2: tell you something. Yeah.
0: And I know Kim's going to hear this because she just walked in. And, um, but you know, I got (laughs) to listen to my body more because I, I don't. And, uh, (laughs) She's actually over my shoulder right now, giving me the evil eye. Yep, exactly. (laughs) She tells me all that that all the time. She goes, you just got to listen to your body. I'm like, no, I have to go downstairs and I have to get knock out all these projects and, you know, use dangerous tools while I'm falling asleep over here. Sleepy, yeah. Safety
3: week, man. Come on. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Why that wasn't one of them, you know, go down in the shop when you're really, really tired. But- I I think that's a struggle that, you know, a lot of people don't see is the, the amount of effort all four of us put in. And, um, you know, it, it takes a toll on us mentally, physically, you know, and the more, you know, I want to build this into something that might become full-time, you know, I won't be able to do flags for the rest of my life full-time, but I'll have to slowly grow. Um, I, I think it's the biggest struggle is just dealing with the amount of orders, the um, the timelines, you know, this, that, the other thing, trying to get material, trying to do the, it's just a whole big thing. So I rant and rave just like I usually do. No, that's man,
3: that's the truth. Like that, yeah. that, I think we all feel the same. Like we're all trying to balance this. Something has to go. It's usually uh-huh. sleep or some other time yeah. somewhere else. It's not easy. And it's amazing to me that, you know, People are doing it. We're doing it. And we. Re- if you stop and think about exactly what we give up and how we, how we go about doing it, it is truly mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, like if you're passing out on the couch, obviously, you know, you're giving up a lot of sleep. We know that, you know, Pete never sleeps, <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> and then Nick and I, we never really know if we're going to get the opportunity to go in the shop. I mean, we might get a call tomorrow where we have to drop all of our orders and do something mm-hmm. else. So, I mean. We do what we can. We're doing it and you know we are all growing. You can see our accounts growing, you can see our skill level increasing. AJ, yeah, you're doing flags, but you know you've done other stuff and you can definitely tell you've learned a lot. Nick, Man, that's you, f-
1: that's fun, isn't it? To go back and look at your old stuff and be like, "Man, yeah. that sucks." You know, and I did it today. You're right now. <laughs> yeah.
3: I've been doing a lot of old posts from like when I first started, you know, and because uh, I've realized that a lot of them never made it to social media because I wasn't, you know, posting yeah. for that reason. Mm-hmm. And it's just I'm thinking back I'm like, oh man, I remember those mistakes, and I, I can't believe that I did that. Yeah, you and got, got
1: this one? You get like ten or twelve pity likes, and then <laughs> <laughs> and it's oh, like that's your mom, really good, <laughs> looks great. Uh, anyway,
3: yeah. Anyway, um, well. You guys got anything else or you want to wrap this one up?
1: I think uh, it's time to hear about our sponsors again. It's a great idea, Nick. All right. (laughs) Take it over, buddy. Hey, so I'm going to take a page out of Pete's book here, and I'm going to say it's epoxy and wood. It looks good. Total Boat, the best on the market, from their Halcyon to high performance all the way to the deep pour. You won't be disappointed. Give them a visit at www.totalboat.com. And our sticker beat sponsor, Stickers that last, uh, and they last throughout the weather. They don't come unstuck unless you want to get them unstuck. There's no residue left behind. Check them out, www.stickerbeat.com. And when you place your order, go ahead and use promo code SAWDUSTNATION, all small letters, for 20% off. And last but not least, JTech Photonics. Uh, they make some outstanding lasers with incredible customer service. Give them a look-see at www.stickerbeat.com jtechphotonics.com and tell him Nick sent you well yeah well, I mean well well you I just um, well I actually well. I do I have one more thing to say and I, I would really like to thank Pete for coming on the show today because it's been a thank you for having me I mean oh, just
0: you just steal it from all of us it's okay oh, I'm sorry oh, didn't want to say I, I'm not sorry no, I'm, I'm actually I'm
1: actually in awe at his hair right now because it's it's styled and it's under the headphones and it, and it's it looks fantastic for someone who never sleeps Good. anyway Next For, <laughs> everybody sleep, please sleep. It's
2: your body will need it.
0: What are you doing after <laughs> this, Pete? You uh, sleeping?
2: Uh no. I actually have <laughs> taken a little forty-five minute nap before you know I hopped in here. Because uh, yes, your body catches up with you. Yeah. Uh, no, but I'm I'm probably gonna get in the shop clean because when I can't make if it's too late in the night or whatever, mm-hmm. I lay out things to be done. So I'm just gonna like lay out a couple things. Like okay, tomorrow I do this. It's like prepping your breakfast the day before and then you end up just like making an eggo.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> you know, one thing while we're sitting here and before we wrap up, I mean, we got just a couple more minutes and Absolutely. I know I know Nick and Josh and myself, we want to know about yourself, Pete. You know, you're all over the interwebs. You're like a household name at this point. Everybody and their mother Please. knows about you. I walk down the street and people are like, hey, "What account know, are you following?" You know that guy, <laughs> I'm not DIY <laughs> Pete. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, you asked us about our struggles. What what would you say would be your you know your kind of struggle that you go through? You know, you're doing the podcast, which is blowing up. Your page is blowing up. Keith's page is blowing up. You got like four different pages that you got to deal with and um you know the content you got to always put in a content you always got to be active you know what what kind of struggles do you go through uh not to put you I, on well, the spot
2: just, yeah well first one is imposter syndrome which I'm, i don't know if you guys heard that term before basically like i feel like i don't i'm not really like i'm faking it like i'm not really it would work like i am mm-hmm. just i'm a I'm I'm not really a 20k account. Like I'm not really this furniture maker or whatever. I'm just a guy in a shop and I had this realization l- recently where I just needed to like sit back and be like calm down. <laughs> like it's okay to say no, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I actually got like I it was like a 4 or 5 days I was not in a shop and I mm-hmm. just had to like yell at myself. This is when I wrapped up all those commissions cuz I just got, a, got got burned out. Like you didn't want to do commissions. Why would you start taking commissions? You don't want to be doing this. You don't want to burn out. You're a dude in a garage and you're having fun. You make shop projects. You have a good time because I'm fortunate and I think you guys are, you know, in similar boats where like, if you don't, you know, Nick is supplementing his income right now because his wife is is home with the kids because of COVID. But like for most people, what's true is if you don't woodwork or if you don't sell a single object, your family's not starving. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's okay to not have a woodworking business. It's okay to not push it. I encourage everyone to sell a little bit, do something. And that's the thing I struggle with the most. AJ, we literally talked about this when you were here last. Yep. When you're talking about all the jobs you're you're taking, it's like, that's when you learn your worth. And it took me so long and I'm still struggling with it. When I finally go, screw it. You know what? They want this done in two weeks. Okay. It's double. Yep. And uh, I need half up front. And they go like, okay, no problem. And now you're like...
0: Now have I have to do more. it. <laughs> uh, now
2: I have to do it, but at least I don't hate myself doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And,
2: you know, and I think, you know, we all talked about like burning out and kind of pushing it and being a little pushed a little too far and like wanting to just refund the money. I think you have to hit that point to really, you know, to find where you want to be. And I I struggle with that a lot. Um, for me, you know, I'm lucky enough where actually my 3D printing brings in more money than my woodworking. Mm. I don't talk about it a lot because it's not, not making, it's just pumping out odors and I'm making custom things. You know, I bring it up here or there, but I always want to be the guy in a shop just playing around. Yeah. You yeah. Know, even if my shop grows a little bit. So that's what I struggle with. And please everyone get sleep, eat well, don't be like me. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do, because uh, I definitely need to Yeah, monster. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause it, it's this, this stuff takes a toll on you and make time for your family. It's I'm going to be, You know, nobody really said this during this podcast, and no one really ever says this. It's okay to sit on a couch and watch Netflix for three hours with your family. It's fine. You don't have to go in a shop that day. It's okay. My shop hasn't been touched in three days. It's okay. You got to make sure you you. show
3: love to that shop once in a while, you know.
2: show (laughs) You know, go in. You know what I started doing? I took this from Vic from a stump shop. You guys know him, right? He's like a, you know, billion follower account. (laughs) Just... Do a story of you making chicken fingers. Who cares? Chicken. People just want to see that you're alive. If they're your followers, they just want to see you're alive. Say like, that's why today I did a bunch of stories of me just cruising through New York because that's what I was doing. So screw it.
3: <laughs> Pete, you brought up a, 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 a great point. You know, I in the beginning, I had trouble doing stories. In fact, I reached out to you. I'm like, hey, like. How do you do a story? Like, how do you turn that <laughs> camera around so it's looking mm-hmm. right at you while you're awkwardly talking about what's going on in the shop? Now, not that I've perfected that in any sort of way, but uh, – Yes, you
2: have. I love your face.
3: <laughs> I I have – like, I thought about doing that, like, everyday life. And it that's another, like, step for me. Like, I've paused a couple times. Like, you know, when I'm going back to work because I got called in or, you know, outside doing something or even inside mm. – that that seems like another leap for me, and, like, I've seen that you've took that leap. Did it, you know, just naturally occur, or was it something that was kind of, like, doing your first story?
2: No, well, the thing was, and the progression of stories, and I think I've probably said to one of you guys, it's always, like, picture, then hands pointing, then suddenly your face starts making an appearance, and then you get so fluent, you're able to, like, flip mid-story- And you know to pause for that second where it cuts off the audio. So, though. You know, you get good with it. But um, it's – I personally think that the reason um, I love my woodworking account is because I follow no friends. I follow two friends Mm. and my wife. No friends. I'm not there to make friends. I'm there to win. Kidding. So like, But it's woodworking only, so I only get woodworkers. And when I start seeing a lot of personal posts, Mm -hmm. personal life posts, I become a little disinterested. Yeah. That's not why I'm there. I want to be inspired every time I open that page yep. or watch someone sanding. Either way, it's great content. Uh, but you know, that's why I say stories are for your personal life. That's where you really get to shine mm-hmm. because you're also showing you in your actual self, where in your stories, you're like serious woodworker, bandsaw, mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, <laughs> or whatever. I think it's important to show who you really are. And that's where people learn about you. And maybe you're, you you want to bring your family into into it. You know, like Emma's part of my account now. Mm-hmm. It's Peter and Emma at this point. I should just change the, you know, Peter and Emma on there. So, PE
3: Trees uh, Workshop. There you go. Yeah, she's in there
2: already. That's, she's one of the E's. <laughs> but I think it's important to share who you guys are. Like, you know, especially say what you want. You guys are influencers mm-hmm. and you know, you, you're like saying, Oh, you're just big account. Like don't even, you guys are, you guys are very important. You have a podcast, you have a medium, you guys are sharing this information with the community. It's all about the community. There's a reason we got into this. It wasn't for money, but we also make money doing it. Yeah, You know, so it's important to, to think about the community, share about yourselves, talk about yourselves, you know, talking about moving, you know. He's moving across the country. That's crazy. But that's so relatable because, you know, there's a lot of military members out there that are woodworkers mm-hmm. and makers, you know, it, it's, I think it's important to share who you guys are and the, and especially the struggles and the mistakes oh, because Yeah, because that really, really makes you relatable to everyone. Yeah. That, that's all I have to say. That's, that's my. I'll stop talking. Mic now.
0: drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was, that was some great insight. Definitely. And, you know, I, as Josh knows, I call myself out on all the mistakes I make and, um, you know, it, it took, I'll do it real quick, but it took me a while to turn that camera around on myself. I'm finally progressing where I don't do 30 takes of stories. I finally now can, you know, do a one Just, take. <laughs> yeah. If it's
2: bad, if you forgot a word, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm calling like walnut pine or something like that. And then I, I don't <laughs> want to make anybody angry at me, but, um, you know, I I was thinking about doing something like, you know, your life story, because I see you, you know, your story has cracked me up today on your ride home from the city when you were doing red light, you know, scenic uh, tour. And it was, it was (laughs) so bored traffic. And, you know, I, I still haven't, I I still haven't hit that point yet where I can feel comfortable doing it. Like, you know, I see you walking around Home Depot every once in a while with the, with the camera. I, I guess I just look at it as, you know, I don't want to be that. That guy just holding the camera out and, you know, filming myself while walking into Home Depot. But yet I want to because that's a part of your life. That's part, you know, that's where I pick up the wood. You know, I, I got to do something. It takes, um, how do I put it slightly? It takes
2: some. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stones. Let's just say stones. To walk around Home Depot with your phone pointed at your face. Yep. It's- I struggle with it. I always like hide it like, is I empty?
3: Well, it's not natural. It's not a natural behavior that you're used to. So, it's something that you're taking that leap. I mean, Uh Nick, not to bring you into this, but uh, you did your first story not too long ago, right?
1: Uh, Sure. I don't even know, like, how to do a story. I just... (laughs) Dude, do it. People,
2: like, I would love to learn more about you. I loved actually seeing you on the live with Josh.
1: Yeah. Because it was like, you get to know you, you know? Yeah, that's true. I I, I mean, it, it helps people I, I agree that it helps people relate with the uh, the influencer uh, if they get to see their face and, <clears throat> and you know it, otherwise it's just like the wizard behind the screen you know mm-hmm. well you are our mystery man you know what i'm
3: saying uh, we're trying to bring you full up and get you out there
1: yeah I'm, I'm i'm working on it i've been i've been working on my social media uh aspect but uh i do realize that like so my house is never quiet Unless I'm in the garage by myself and none of my machines are running. So I can't, I can't do like anything inside the house because the kids are always screaming and yelling. And I can't come mm. out in the garage because I always have something going on in the garage. I guess I could go outside, but it's freezing right now, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: here here's one thing. I mean that's part of your life. Your kids you know, are part of the, uh, your life. You don't have to show them obviously. But even if you got crazy kids running around in the background –
1: Yes, yeah. but part I can't life, even hear you
0: know? myself. So, <laughs> it's <laughs> well. I I agree with Nick
3: here. I mean, like you know, I kind of shy away a little bit from my personal life. But in the shop, you know, our shops are small enough where something's going like our CNCs. You can't really do a video. But that's why I yeah. do a early on like, hey, this is my plan for the day. And then when everything's shut off, about to shut down the shop, I I do another one or the first one of the day. Like I didn't get in the shop today because I had to go to work. It's just one of those things where, you know, story, post, like I didn't post today. I'd probably do it after oh, this and wow. get one in, but.
2: Get in the shop. Yeah. Let's do a story. Just do, we do a story right from there. Just
3: walk in the shop and be like, this is the shop. It's dirty. This is what it is.
2: Nick, I want you to right now, I'm going to challenge you. Right now, just take your phone, yep. flip flip it around, Eat. and do like, <laughs> recording the podcast with oh, the boys. Oh, boy. Do there it, it on the show account, do it in your account, repost it, whatever. Like How do you, how, people love seeing the behind the scenes. Do it live.
0: So
2: it humanizes you, gods. <laughs> oh, here
0: we go. Gods. <laughs> Jesus gods. Um, all right. The,
1: <laughs> you influencers. I'm doing a podcast with the boys and Keith <laughs> from Petrie's workshop.
2: There you go. See, I love that. I love when people share their lives and their behind the scenes
1: and all the <laughs> silly stuff. There yeah. we go sent
0: <laughs> challenge accepted that was definitely it was definitely some great insight on a whole bunch of different things and you know well I, I mean i wanted to thank you for you know joining us on on this great episode
2: again thank you for having me
0: that was awesome jersey strong Woo! texas yeah we <laughs> represent hey you're yeah, not right. texas yet
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> man <laughs> but after we next had, week, we're guys, sending that's actually it. We're we're actually sending Nick down there. We we made the call that he's got to go to Texas, so that we're just not all on the East Coast. That we actually have some reach out in the mid Midwest somewhere. Yeah. We're getting
2: that. Is that a different time yeah, zone? Yeah,
1: are about a, they're an hour behind us. Central
0: Central oh, okay.
1: Central time. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So mm. it it's that's all what good you guys though. deal
0: with. You know, you you guys over at uh, AWP deal with that three hour difference. Oh yeah, is, uh, that's crazy. Sometimes yeah,
2: like we finish. And Mike's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get in the shop." I'm like, "I'm gonna. It's 2 a.m. I'm gonna go to sleep."
0: <laughs> well, I think we're gonna wrap this one. This one's definitely been one of one for the books. And um, I want to bow on it. If you, we definitely, definitely put a bow on it. We hit a lot of milestones. I teared up quite a few times. I'm uh, sensitive on this episode, but anyway, cutting onions over there. I I am. I am. I just keep them on my desk for some reason, and I don't know why they're there every week. But um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us all at Sawdust Nation Podcast. Um, well, all Josh, Nick, myself, and if you want to get in touch with Pete, you can reach him over at Petrie's Workshop on Instagram, and go check out his podcast as well, where he does it with a bunch, a bunch, two other makers, Daniel Dunlap, Mike over at Coffee Custom Builds, and then Pete himself. It's a great podcast. They do a live uh, every Friday on YouTube. Go check it out. You have a ton of laughs. I was laughing real hard on the 50th, and that was a great live you guys did. That was a good one. That was, that was, very, was so really good. long. Too. I, I, I did get called out for my last name. Uh, Mike thinks <laughs> it says Commando each time. So then I became the butt of each joke that was coming out. So um, I was, I think, Commando Vampire Slayer or something like that. <laughs> Don't even remember. But um yeah definitely go check out his podcast that, he, that Pete does and um also while you're at it go check out Pete's Etsy because he's got some great 3D printed tool holders um he's got those chisel uh, guides I don't even know what you would call them bevel guides there you go and uh, a lot of great stuff um, that I definitely want to pick up you uh you got those rulers on Etsy yet because I'll definitely oh uh, no not them yet
2: up. but uh, uh call my agent. And I'll oh, my coordinate with
0: you.
2: <laughs> so, Yeah. Send, send me your logo. Maybe we can do
0: something. Cool, cool. Well, if you want to reach <laughs> us, uh, you can reach myself, AJ, over at Crafting and NJ, Nick over at NPG Creations, or Josh over at North Country Woodworking. If you want to send us your questions, send them to Podcast at gmail.com. Send it to us in a voice message. You can also type it out. We'll read it on there. If you are on Instagram... Tag your Instagram name, and then we'll mention you on the podcast. And then uh, you get some more followers from our Sawdust so Nation. And uh, also, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. And uh, if you don't, Walnut the Cat will come and find you. We haven't mentioned your cat in a while, so I, I figured today would be a great time. So um, definitely leave us a five-star review. Uh, leave us a typed-out review so we know that you actually you know, start it. So anyway, go listen to this uh, wonderful podcast. I'm running out of things to say, so I'm going to throw it to Josh. Josh, what you got to say?
3: Oh, like always, if you, you can get in the shop, go make some sawdust and uh, stay classy.
1: Stay classy? You stay classy, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, you got any final words? I love you all. All right. take. I do. Take Bye. care of yourselves <laughs> and each other. Until next time, Sawdust Nation out. Bye-bye's everybody bye byes and good night and uh nick
3: yep. this is how you do it saw this nation out
0: oh
1: sorry i'm still in training yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> well the you... wheels got put back on
1: <laughs> anytime i mess something up even if it's at work i just tell whoever it's my first day and, th- and things <laughs> just happen. <again. laughs>